Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be learning Daflamit Aleph in Maseches Yevamos. But we start with the Mishnah. We're going to try to get from the Mishnah on the middle of Lamed Amad Beis to the Mishnah towards the bottom of Lamed Aleph Amad Beis. That would be good. Uh, a little rushed through yesterday a little bit. Suffice it to say, and I said, oh, let's go over it. But the fact of the matter is, um, can't really do that last shtickle without going through the entire daf. Suffice it to say that we brought it full circle yesterday. We were finishing up the concept of not finishing for good, but really delving into the concept of Zika and whether our Mishnah on Daf Lamid, how that Mishnah was reconciled with the very first Mishnah in Meseches Yevamos. And there were three, uh, four different opinions on how to reconcile uh, the two sources and whether Yesh Zika or Ein Zika. It really is quite a... Uh, a pasture for learning Ian over there. Um, not so much for the for the uh, pace that we have to maintain. But be that as it may, that was uh, that was yesterday. Today we're going to get into another lumdish idea, but a little bit more neatly packaged, a little bit easier. The puppets are not going to go wild today, but they will be here, and we will talk about something called chazaka, which is in the underpinnings of this Mishnah as follows. Says the Mishnah, all of these cases, we're going to add a new wrinkle. We, we already said the very, very simple idea that we, that's now considered simple. When we first learned it, Andrew, it was intimidating. Now we consider it simple, which is that when you have two brothers from the very first Mishnah we know, and one of them uh, is married to an erva of the other, so let's say, we're going to go back to Ruvain and Shimon since it's an easy case. Ruvain married Shimon's daughter. Okay. And then Ruvain also married Sprinza from the block, right? A, another very nice girl that was suggested to him from town. That's not related. Okay. And then if Ruvain passes away with no children, Shimon does not have to do Yibum on, on either his own daughter, obviously, because she's an heir to him. And by virtue of not having to do Yibum on his own daughter, he does not have to perform Yibum on the co-wife, on Shprinza from the block, on her tzara. That is the first halacha, basically, that we learn. Right? Potrin tzara tzayin, v'tzara tzara tzayin. The question now becomes, let's add the wrinkle. What if there was a suffolk kiddushin? Which is to say, when Rubain married Shimon's daughter, the marriage between the brother that eventually was deceased childless, and the erva, what if that marriage was in question? That's question number one. So again, you have a suffix kedushin. What would you say? So does Levi, does that exempt, forget Levi, does that exempt Shimon, the fact that it's kedushin, do we say that it's like there was a kedushin and Shimon does not do yibum? Now obviously Shimon is never going to do yibum on his own daughter. Question is Sarah, sprints it from the block. Is Shimon going to do Yibum on Sprints or not? Well, if it's a Suffolk Kiddushin, okay? They were never married, they, they weren't married. Then Ruvain kind of marries. Uh, we're not sure if he married Sprintza. What are we going to do? How about the other case? We know that Ruvain married uh, Shimon's daughter. We'll call her Leah. We know that Ruvain married Leah. However, there was a Suffolk Gerushin of Leah. Okay, she was married, and then Ruvain tried to divorce her, let's say, 
right, by throwing a get towards her. We'll see how this ends up being a suffix. And in that case of suffix, do we treat her like she's divorced, in which case, again, Shimon would be able to do Yibum on Shprinzer, or do we treat her as if the Gershon is not effective, in which case, it is as if Ruvain is still married to Leah, and therefore Shimon can neither do Yibum on Leah or on Shprinzer. That is going to be our case. Now, already, I'm going to say it outside. It actually, the Gemara seems, I have to say, I could be wrong, a little bit reluctant to make it this simple because I think there's probably a lot of wrinkles and nuance in there that when you go into Ian, maybe it's okay to do that. Um, don't make it as simple as I'm going to make it. I might be, but at the risk of oversimplifying it, I have to point out that what is obviously, right, when you talk about Chazaka, different about the two cases. If Reuven was never married to Leah, so then perhaps you could say, we'll call it the default, okay? One could argue it's a chazaka, but chazaka is a very loaded lumdish term with many different meanings. So we'll call it the default. If Reuven was never married to Leah, and then the marriage was questionable, so you could say, well, the default is that he was not married to Leah. In that case, so he attempted a marriage to Leah, and so maybe we're not going to let Shimon do full Yibuman Shprinza. But at the very least, he should get, right? But, but the default is that he was not married to Leah. And therefore, Shprinza Mide Oraisa probably should get Yibum. So then it would make sense that Shimon should have to give her Chalitza at least, right? To, to get rid of that Chashash De Oraisa that it probably should be Yibum because the marriage, we're not sure if it ever happened. Whereas, in the case of Gershon, where the default is that we already know that Reuven was already married to Leah, right? So now the default should be that Shimon should be putter from Yibum. And therefore, if there's a suffix Gershon, uh, perhaps in that case, maybe we wouldn't even do Chalitza, as the Gemara will say, because Chalitza gives the impression that there was a Yibum here, and as we've already discussed, right, you don't want to give the wrong impression. And this is really the very first time and so this is, uh, you came on a good day, Goranowitz, because up until now, we just said, well, just do chalitza for every case. And it's always safe, because after all, even if you do it erroneously, right. then you, nobody, nobody's worried if you, if you spin in a shoe, right? Nobody gets hurt. Right. But the job of a rabbi is not that easy. That's the Goranowitz Muslim moment, right. because the rabbis really need to know the lacha, because guess what? If you just allowed chalitza in a case where it's not warranted, you give the misimpression that yubum is appropriate in that case. And that you cannot do either. So chalitza, while always safe, halachically, like nobody's ever going to, you know, end up a mom's there, it might lead to something worse because, don't forget, if people think that she felt a yubum, maybe that could have down-the-line effects, right, that, that uh, with regards to who marries who, who doesn't marry who, and, it's, and, and it can indeed lead to problems. So, we're not going to do chalitza in every single case. And without further ado, let's read this all inside. Here we go. It says the mission of Echulan. All of these cases, all these arayas, the 15 mentioned in the very first mission in Yavamos, Sheyubem Kiddushin or Geirshin B'Safek, Harei Elu Hatsaras Chotzos Velomik Yavmos. That's what I said. In the case of Kiddushin or Geirshin, if there's a Safek, then we... Uh, then regardless of whether, again, Reuven was married to Leah and the Gershon was besafek, or Reuven was never married to Leah, now he made a Kiddushin besafek, what are we going to do with Shprinza that was married to Reuven? What is Shimon going to do? He's going to give her Chalitza and not Yibum. This looks like the easiest mission we've ever read because we know that there's a case of Suffolk 
We always do chalitza in Ayibum. However, where it gets interesting is in the Hamshech of the Mishnah over here. Because the Mishnah elaborates, Ketzat Safi Kiddushin. What would be the case of Kiddushin? Interesting case. Zarak La Kiddushin. You throw, what do you mean you throw a wedding at her? What does that mean? Well, you can marry a woman with Kesef Shtar Obia. Okay, well, Bia, it's not going to work, but with Kesef or with Shtar, you say Hareat and you throw the Shtar or the money towards her, which is not a chivalrous move. It's not a good start. That's for sure. You should probably hand it to her if you were a good dude. But you throw it to her for whatever reason. And you uh, not only have bad judgment, but you have a bad arm too. Okay? And so it doesn't reach her. It lands at a place where if it was closer to her, then it would be fine. And if it was closer to you, it would be clearly ineffective, right? However, the, this guy has all the luck. And of course, classic, he throws it. And of course, the way, the way this guy's life always works, it lands right in the middle where nobody could tell now whether she's Mikudeshus or not. Safek Karav Law, says the Mishnah. Safek Karav Law. We can't tell. If it would have, if it had been close to him again, it would be ineffective. We wouldn't have an issue. If it had been closest, close enough, clearly close enough to her, we would not have an issue either because we'd assume the condition was good. But this Zeus Safek Kedushin, we're landing now in a, in a spot of Safek Kedushin. And of course, after doing this, he passed away. So this is a Nebuch situation altogether. And so that would be the case of the Safek Kedushin where you would be doing the uh, Chalitza and not the Yibam, where Shimon, once this Ruvain who threw the, the Kiddushin star passed away, Shimon would now have to do Chalitza on the Tzara. However, Suffolk Gerishin, how is that? Says the Mishnah, and this will be the first question of the Gemara, why don't the Mishnah say that he threw a get at her? Same situation. Huh. We have that exact case. Lest you say, well, that probably isn't the Suffolk Gerishin. Yeah, go look in Go look in Gittin. Of course it is. That is a Suffolk Gershon indeed. So why is that not the, the, the case in the Mishnah? We will see in the Gemara. But it says the Mishnah, Suffolk Gershon, Kasa Bichsav Yadov Einalav Edim. So it's a different case. The, right, Ruvain wrote it with his own handwriting, but there's no Edim. So that's considered a Suffolk Gershon. You have to look in Gittin and see that we need Edim for, for Gittin, okay? How about Yeshalav Edim Be'ein Bozman? So we'll see. You need Edim and Zman. If you look in Gittin, you see that if you have elements of the get missing, that is considered a Safek Gershin. Or Yesh Bozman Be'ein Bo'ela Edachot, right? So it's missing two Edim and Zman, says the Mishnah. Zehu Safek Gershin, right? So these are all cases where the get exists, and the get was in fact given, but the get is deficient, okay? When we, when we learn Bezat Hashem Gittin, we will see that that is in fact a Suffolk Gershon. Ask the Gemara, the Elu Begershon, Suffolk Karvla, Suffolk Karvla, look at Tani. Why is it, why, why are they so, I ask myself, why are they so interested in women's uh, you know, laws? Well, we're interested in women's laws because there's more men than women why? in the world at large and in uh, society. Not only that, we're coming up to Pesach, and if it weren't for the women, we would not have been redeemed. And that's true of so many of our own lives. And so the, the, and the women are the bedrock of the home. And so if 
it is uh, it is what set, sets it apart. If you pay attention at a chuppah, the fundamental uh, setting apart of what makes us kadosh as a nation is how we behave with respect to Arias and Kiddushin. And so therefore, this is very, very central to, to us. In fact, on Yom Kippur, right, which is a very central holy day, we read about the Arias in Mincha. So it's not, uh, it's, not it's, it's actually very, very central. So it, we, are, we are very fortunate indeed to have Seder Nashim. So why, why, why? Be, be, for all those reasons, because that really sets, a, that, that really is, uh, essential as the as the world around us gets crazier and crazier, right. you see how central that is to our our kedusha. Okay. Oh, you mean the other religions don't care about? Um, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So this is this is we're very fortunate indeed to be learning Hashem. So we said like this. So why are they getting saved? Ela begerish and suffik karavlo suffik karavlo lakatani. So that's the question. Why is it that our Mishnah used the case of a suffik karavlo suffik love for for kedushin? And said that in that case, but didn't use the case of throwing a get for a gerushin. And say in that case, I'm a rabba. Rabba has the following answer. Here we go. He says chazaka right away. Interesting. The tsara he's talking about, right? Spritza is becheskas heter lashuk omedet. Because after all, Ruvain, in the case of Gershon, was already married to Leah, right? He was already married. So all things being equal, Shimon would never perform Yibum on Shprinza were Ruvain to die childless. So therefore, you're going to what? Because of a suffix, you're going to say that she's also Lashuk, which is to say like this. Ruvain died. If it weren't for the fact that um, he had this quasi garrison. Suppose that incident never happened and he was mamish married to Leah. Then the instant that Ruvain passes away, his, right, his wife Sprinza could just go remarry to whoever he wants. Like mamish during Shiva, right? They're sending Shiva for, in theory. Uh, although there may be an issue of you wait three months, anyways, as we'll see later. But the point is, she's instantly mutalashuk to anyone, right? Once you say, that, oh, there's a suffix garrison here, in which case she might have a zika to Shimon, right? Once you say that, you're ossering her, right? From a suffix. Of course, until chalitza. I just want to point out, once she gets the chalitza, you're not really ossering her. So the ossering her that goes on here is right after the, the death of Ruvain, and until the chalitza, you're going to oser her. Don't forget, we don't know for a fact, for sure, with 100% certainty that Shimon's going to do Chalitza. You know, maybe he doesn't even live in town. And now we have to first find him, you know what I mean? So that could be a problem. Like, you could have um, an Aguna situation over here, right? If we, don't get, if we don't hang on to Shimon. Something that would never be an issue if it weren't for the fact that there was this Suffolk Gerishin. Uh, uh, so, Misafik Atabala Osra, Alta Srena Misafik. We don't want to create... A situation where she's also lashuk out of a suffix. Okay, so in that sense, chalitza here is a chumra. That's what I was saying before. Chalitza, you think, oh, it always solves everyone's problems. Yeah. Well, this woman normally, until Ruvain had this suffix uh, gershin, she didn't need chalitza at all because she knew that, that the only brother that this guy had, right, happened to have been an erva to her co-wife. So she would never have an issue of needing chalitza. 
sure enough, that, that situation was almost ruined by the Sulfigarishan. And so we're not going to go ahead and say in that case. So again, what the Gemara is saying is that the case of the Suffolk Gershon when he throws the get is not, we're not going to regard that as a real Gershon at all because we don't want to limit the Tsar's marriage prospects. Mind you, the other three cases brought in the Mishnah are considered a Suffolk Gershon, but that's for a different reason. That's because we know that he sat there and he wrote, we see the get, we see it in front of our eyes. We know that a Gershon took place. It's like everybody knows that the divorce happened Yes, there were some technical issues with the divorce, but that only creates a suffix enough where Rabbi Rose is going to say, you know what, you have to do chalitza, because the whole world knows that they were, that they were as a divorce proceedings here. It's just, it was deficient, so enachinami. Technically, it's a suffix, but it's a much stronger suffix. So it's only in that case where we're going to force Spritzer to do chalitza. But otherwise, we're going to let her go in a case where we don't know if there was a divorce at all. Okay? That's what's going on here. So that was Rabbi's resolution. So, so now we're going to kick this around a little bit. Abaya's question, you would think the answer would be Pasha, but he says, also with Kiddushim, Okay, that's not the same. But in the case of Kiddushim, the Tzara, right, is There's a form of Isser here, in a way, because she should be, have been able, right, in the case where we're not sure if Ruvain married Leah, who's Shimon's daughter, then technically she knew that she would, the Sprinza knew that she would always be Mutaliyavam Shimon if Ruvain died, and then Misafik Adabala Osra. And then what does the Suffolk do? It means that she cannot ever marry Shimon. Maybe she likes Shimon, whatever. She cannot ever marry him. He's going to have to give her Chalitza. So he says, Abaye, that which you sort of complained about, which the reason, or I should say, the reason why you can't say the Suffolk Gershon should also apply to the Suffolk Kedushin as well. Uh, but, but we see clearly with the Kedushin that if the star fell halfway, we'd do, give her a Chalitza. So the Gemara simply answers, Hasam Lechumar. Yeah. We should be, in other words, we should be allowed to marry, right, uh, in, in the Yavam, but we're Machmir, right, to, to say Chalitza. In other words, right, in the questionable Kiddushin, right, she's, she's also to Yavam as a Chumrah. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. Yeah, but that Chumrah is a Chumrah de Asi de Kulahu. Right, there's two sides to everything. Chum, you have to be careful. Not every Chumrah is safe. Right, so we always say, like, Chalitza is a Chumrah. Yeah, but this Chalitza is a Chumrah that would be a Kula in another sense. How so? Because Zimim de Azulhu, Umekash la Chosa Kiddushay Vadai. Right? Because in the case of, again, the questionable Kiddushin. So let's say Ruvain made, did a questionable Kiddushin on Leah. And then he does what? He goes ahead and marries Rachel. Okay? Now he goes ahead and marries Rachel. Uh, okay? That's going to have to be his, her sister Mi'imo. But without getting too much into the puppets, he goes ahead and marries Rachel after this questionable Kiddushin. Well, you cannot marry sisters, but that's the point. In other words, if we treated the Kiddushin, like the Suffolk Kiddushin, like it's no Kiddushin at all, and we gave a Chalitza, see, I, I told you that something could happen. <laughs> if we gave a Chalitza to the woman, to, to, to Sprinza, under the assumption that there was no marriage, well, guess what? There could be a ripple effect down the road. Maybe Ruvain's going to say, you know what? Hey, if Shimon had to do Chalitza, well, how is Shimon going to do Chalitza? 
Reuven's, another, how's Reuven going to marry another sister? Shema, right, she's dead. But the point is, in other words, if Reuven's dead, obviously he's not going to marry Leah's sister Rachel. But the point is, somebody can get the wrong idea. So the first case that they say is He's just saying any case where you give the impression that the marriage was no good can lead to a situation where, okay, if that marriage isn't good, if you're telling me my Suffolk Kiddushin isn't good, I'm going to go ahead and marry the sister. Because after all, I know I can't marry sisters, but the first marriage is no good, you're telling me. So let me go marry Rachel. Or, And again, or, or, or it could be, just forget about Ruvain. A stranger is going to come, right? And he's going to take the woman who went questionable Kiddushin and marry her that, that case makes more sense, right? They take a, a woman, but either way, the case is that any time you take a Suffolk Kiddushin and you say, oh, we're going to be Machmer, we're going to treat it as if there was no Kiddushin. Well, <laughs> if you treat it as no Kiddushin, there is, a, right, there, there is a Kula side to it, which is if you think that this woman is not Makurdish, somebody can go ahead and marry, right, her sister, or her sister, if it's the same man, or uh, the same woman, that woman who had the Suffolk Kiddushin, the Chumrah saying, will treat her as, as though she's not married, leads to a Kula that somebody else can go to this very woman and then marry her Bavadai. And that certainly could be very problematic, right? And so, since in this case, right, Rabbah thinks, okay, we're going to prohibit her to take the tsara is a yibum, and we're going to say, we're going to say, right, you can't do yibum, do chalitza. So Amri, what are people going to say? The kama kiddushin, udavas or lav kiddushin. So people are going to think, oh, maybe the kiddushin of the first one was valid, and the and this kiddushin of the second was not valid, since it was obviously with a married woman. And then we're going to release her from the second from the second husband with that again. Right? And then, once you release the second one without a get, right? Because again, you see that one of them is not a Kiddushin, right? There's two sisters and you think the wrong one's not a Kiddushin. The ripple effect, how bad can it be? Can it, be? it can be so bad that you release a woman that's really halakhically an Aishas Ish, right? Into the Shuk. Now you've released an Aishas Ish into the Shuk, Andrew. See how bad this could get? You have to be very careful. You can't just do random chalitza because we always thought chalitza is always safe. Not so. Because when people see the chalitza and they get the misimpression of which, you know, Kiddushin wasn't valid, they can, in fact, lead to bad ramifications. So this is why I cool your jets with the chalitza. If you have a case where you know that there's a suffix and nobody else is going to go and marry that woman, so then, you give chalitza, right? Because you're stuck. You can't do yibum. You can't, just uh, release her to shuk, so do chalitza. But that's not for every case. Up until now, we thought there's never a downside. There is a potential downside of a misimpression, leading to even a ramification as serious as ashes shuk. So now it's six a.m. and we start lamedal Here we go. We got this, Andrew. We're going to try to get to the Mishnah at the bottom. Says the Gemara. Wait a minute. Came in the kamitzrachas chalitza. You know what says says Rabbah? You put on a good show, Abaye. You made me. You made everybody scared of chalitza. But guess what? You know what happens with chalitza? 
a Bezdin gets together, people get together, and everybody knows a Chalitza is a Chumrah. So nobody's going to start thinking, oh, yeah, that, mother's, that woman's Mutter Lashuk Lagam right now. Everybody's going to know that that is a Chumrah Ba'alma. So the Gemara says, Iachi, Gerish and Namin Lisni. If it's a Chumrah Ba'alma and we have no downside, so why, again, did the Mishnah not mention the case of a Suffolk Gerishin when he just threw a get? Why, why are we so worried about that, about, uh, that get? If Chalitza is so safe, then give Chalitza in every case. And everybody will know. You're not going to have to have an issue of thinking that, it's a chum, that, that, that this woman is mutter. Yeah, the Gemara says, Yeah, the question is, there is, there is a downside because it gives a misimpression that she should have Yibam. So we're going to, basically, we're on the fence, right? We're going to go back and forth. Because then the Gemara says, okay, so What's the, the issue with Chalitza is, the question is, is Chalitza always safe? So on one hand, we say, uh, uh, Rabbi wanted to say, the Chalitza is always safe because whenever you have Chalitza, we know that there's a Chumrah here. And therefore, we're not going to think that the woman uh, that's released is really Mutter Lashuk. But the Gemara is saying, no. On the, the flip side is that anytime you do Chalitza, that gives the misimpression that Yibam could have done, could have been done here. And Alchanami Omer Chalatzis So whatever we're going to say for Kiddushin should apply for Gerish and vice versa. That's what we keep kicking back around. But the Gemara says, yeah, but guess what? This is Yabim Be'ein B'chach Klum. Achazaka Kaima. Yeah. In the case of, again, what would be so bad? In the case where we know, right? What are we worried about now with all these women cases? Yes, what you have to worry in the women cases is... Okay, so let's, let's, let's clean this up, okay? In a case where Ruvain was never married, right, to the erva of Shimon. So then, technically, Shimon should take her in Yibum. So that's, that's the point. If you have a Suffolk Kiddushin, we're going to allow Chalitza because, really, the Chazaka, Midar Raisa, is that Shimon can, in fact, take Shprinza in Yibum. And therefore, there we allow Chalitza because if the Chalitza, if, if that Chalitza gave the misimpression that Yibum can be performed, well, guess what? That wouldn't be the worst thing in the world because Midar Raisa, Shimon can, in fact, uh, right, do Yibum on Shprinza because Ruvain, the Chazaka was, that Ruvain was never before married to Leah. But the flip case is not true. So that's why we're not worried about Chalitza and the misimpression of Yibum because if, in fact, Shimon did Yibum, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Whereas the flip case where Ruvain was clearly married to Leah, who is an erva to Shimon, uh, there, Shimon should certainly not do Yibum, absolutely not. And therefore, in this case of Suffolk Gerushin, where the Chazaka is that there's an erva to Shimon and that Mida Oraisa, excuse me, Shprinza's Potter, there we're not going to allow Chalitza because we don't want Shimon to go ahead and do Yibum. We don't want him to get the wrong idea. Okay, so then he says, Esvea Abaye. But so Rabbah sounds good. He's making a lot of sense here, guys. But he's going to bring a Mishnah in Samach Zayin that says the following case. You're going to love this case. Here we go. I mean, it's a tragic case, but it's a fascinating case. So what, I hate to ask you, I'm having a hard time. What is, yeah. What's the problem here? So watch this problem, okay? Watch this problem. Ruvain marries Shimon's daughter, right? And tragedy strikes. They go on a tiyul and a house falls on them, okay? Oh, 
Now, watch this. This is, you're going to actually be fascinated by the lambdas here. <laughs> Let's say you knew who died first, okay? So, so, so that's my question. So we're worried about, you know, we, we take nothing for granted. Exactly. What, what we're trying to say. Exactly. Look at, look at all these cases that the rabbis had to, had, and, and look at all the, the lambdas that's in every, every detail. Tragedy strikes. This happens all the time, by the way. A rabbi, the job of a rabbi, something is life and death. Tragedy strikes. He has to come in, keep his wits about him, and know the halacha. That's why you got to study. You got to know it like the back of your hand, because in times of pressure, this is a very, this is not an easy time to start looking it up. So tragedy strikes. A father and, and daughter, um, it's not really a father and daughter, it's, it's Ruvain who married Shimon's daughter. And Shimon gets the terrible news that Ruvain and his wife, which is his daughter, a building fell on them. Oh my goodness. Well, aside from the fact that it's a tragic, now the rabbi has to explain to Shimon the following. Shprinza's alive, right? Ruvain married Shprinza and Shimon's daughter. Shprinza's alive. Does Shimon have to perform yibum on Shprinza? Well, guess what? If Shimon's daughter died first, so then you had a scenario where Ruvain and Shprinza were married, then Ruvain died, and of course Shimon would do Yibum. However, if Ruvain died first, then at the time of death, right, Shprinza was a tzara to Shimon's daughter who was still alive. Now, consequ- uh, subsequently, that daughter died, right, Rahman al-Atzlan. But at the moment of death of Ruvain, there was a tzara's erva, and therefore it matters who died first in this horrible tragedy. So says the, says the Mishnah, Right. So what are we going to do now? Right, what are we going to do now? So what do you do now? Rabbi Rose has to know the halacha. He shows up and he says, first he comforts the family, of course, um, and then he says, Yeah. Says the Gemara. Abai wants to know, Am I? You can't assume that the boss died first. You say Shprinza, you can say Bechaskas Hatalashuk, right? Uh, can't you assume that the, maybe the bot uh, didn't die first and she should go out and marry? Remember, in the case of Suffolk Gerishin, we said we don't want to limit Shprinza from marrying everybody. We don't want to say that the Gerishin, right, that, that, that the Gerishin was effective. However, from a Suffolk, you're making her what? Only Usr. Uh, to, to the shuk, suffolk. Shouldn't it be the same case as a baye? So no. So the rabbi no. The gemara says no. This is also has a chumra aspect because chumra does the day kulahu, right? Because that chumra has a kula. Shima to omer choletzes mityabemes, right? Because the kula would be that maybe she do ibum. That would certainly be a problem because you don't know. You can't do ibum daraisa on an erva. That would be a problem. So the gemara gives two answers to this. Says the gemara. Gershon and a house falling down are different. In other words, it's a, right, we have a suffix here, but it's Durabanan anyway, because the Chazaka is that she was Pater. So that is different. In other words, if the Chazaka is that she was Pater, don't forget, in, in both these cases, Reuben already married Leah, right? She already married the Erva. So the, the Chazaka is that she's Pater from 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 Yibum. And therefore Lo Gazru Barabanan or Inami Gershon the Kaima Erva the Kamuchach. Right? In the case of divorce, 
where we see the erva here, right? We know. And so that is obvious to the eye. It's the eye test tells you that there's a marriage to an erva that's still alive over here. And therefore, it's obvious to everybody that really she should be mutter. So therefore, we're going to be, right? We're going to say, um, and, so, and if in that scenario where you could see the erva in front of your eyes and you're going to say that she needs chalitza, amre kamabe rabbanon begita digita malyu. Right, we'll say, you know what? Obviously, the tsar was around. The rabbis had to sit around and, and decide there was a valid divorce. If they're allowing chalitza, then there must have been a, 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 a tribunal or whatever. There must have been a bezin sitting around deciding, a meeting of the rabbis to decide that there is a chashash here and therefore we need to have a chalitza. However, but also the yavmil tsara. And they're gonna, and, and they will allow Right, the Yibum with the Tzara. However, in Mapolis, Mikamabu Rabbanu by Mapolis, in the case of a falling building, right, nobody knows. You can't say, oh, the rabbi sat down and based off of that meeting, decided who died first, right? That is a very organic kind of thing that nobody can know the answer to. And therefore, that is a true suffix, right? The, we're, the, the problem is, Kiddushin, we're treating like a suffix. We're saying, Choletzas, Lomit Yabemis. Gershin, we're not treating like a true suffix. We're saying, you know what? Don't do chalitza because people are going to have the misimpression that it's a true suffix. Maybe he's going to do yibum on her and we don't want to do that. We're saying, yeah, because it's not a real true suffix. It's not a real true suffix. It's, we, we see the erva right in front of our eyes. The default, as we said already, and that, and, and again, sometimes the Gemara could have made it easier by saying it's just a chazaka that she's married and therefore that the, the vama is, that, that the tsara is mut is, Right, mutter, uh, because she doesn't have to do yibum. But the bottom line is the erva is right here in front of our eyes. It's not a real suffix, right? In order to make it a real suffix, you'd have to say that the building fell on both of them. Well, now that's a real suffix. Because now we don't know if the erva was alive at the time that the brother died. So, so the Aguna, you know, I was just thinking about the, uh, a, a, a man, you know, you know, we have case and give that they go away, they get lost. Same yeah. We all have, we're all in the same boat. So we're very concerned, and this is something that you're going to touch on uh, here, and you're kind of anticipating the Gemara, as you always do. <laughs> we're going to be very concerned for the women. We're not going to want them to be left agunos. So oh, when awesome. in doubt, you're always going to be makeup for that. But in this case, right, we're going to say chalitza if it's a real suffix, because again, you can't send a, a person, a yavama, l'shuk. You can't just send somebody who has a zika to somebody and let her marry anybody. The, the, the consequences are too great. So, so, so you're saying we really want to protect the ladies. Exactly. Because the ladies, like you said. I think, I think oh. Aronowitz is touching on something. That, uh, that uh, the Torah was, the, was like the very protective, so much more protective of the women than, uh, than a lot of other cultures of its time. And uh, yeah. Okay, so Vagabi Gerush and Milo Tanan. But now the Gemara wants to know, yeah, is it true that so we learn... Right. So, well, didn't we learn in the case? This, right. But didn't we say? There's a reason. Correct. <laughs> didn't we say in the case of Suffolk Gerishin that in fact you do have to give her chalitza? Well, what about this case? That's none. This is a learn a mission again. Hi, so I We're going to get to this, God willing. A woman is standing in a shusharabim. Zarkola. Right. Ruben threw her again. Let's say carv law magreshes. Carv law ain't a So obviously, if it's close to her, now we're getting to the right crux of the issue. The source, if it's close to her, she's Megareshes. If it's close to him, she's not. Mechza, mechza, Megareshes, ve'ena Megareshes. It's suffix. Ve'amrin l'may hechosa. What are we going to do? Well, we asked, what the difference? So the difference is, the coin was early. Yeah. 
if the husband was a Kohen, she would be forbidden to him, right? He, he wouldn't be able to take her back. Ah, the Mishnah in Gittin was already aware of us, of our case. Well, so that she's have, a, it's intertwining all these... Uh, it's intertwining beautifully, right? Our very case, if she has an erva, the Tsar would need Chalitza. Well, guess what? <laughs> the Mishnah in Gittin thinks that the Tsar needs Chalitza, and this is a case of Safeget. That really strengthens the question, does it not? Why would our Mishnah not include this case if the Mishnah Gittin has the case and assumes that there's a Chalitza? And says the and says the Gemara. That Mishnah and Gittin certainly not concerned with giving her chalitza and the ramific- and the implications therein. So the Gemara answers no. Hayit Marla, two different cases. Yeah, what was the case here? Uh, that's the Mishnah in Gittin. The mission in Gidden is a real suffix. Why? You have two cots of Adim, you have two, right, sets of two Adim, and that's how you generate the suffix, after all. This isn't like Ruven came in and said, I don't know, I don't know where it fell. This is actual evidence that of two people are thinking it was closer to her and two people thinking it was closer to him. That's a true suffix. However, yeah, our Mishnah here is not a real suffix to Arisa. It's a dehavale sveika darabana. Sveika darabana. Why? Because when you have two Adim show up to Besdin and one Aid says one thing and the other Aid says another thing, that's considered like no Adis at all. That's not a real Adis. So we default on the Chazaka, I'll say, right? We default on, uh, because of the fact that Midar Arisa, really there's no Adis at all. So now the, the rabbis get to decide how they're going to treat the case. However, if it was a true suffix Daraisa, then Enochinami, you'd have to do Chalitza. Uh, so now, this is beautiful, right? Yeah, we're getting a little ma- taste of makas here. Yeah, for what gives you the, the uh, idea that our Mishnah is talking about one case of Edim? Yeah, because our Mishnah says, if you have a Suffolk Kiddushin, you do this. If you have a Suffolk Gershon, you do this. So it implies that the cases are similar. Just like you can affect Kiddushin with one set of two Edim, so too the Gershon here was done with one set of two Adim. What makes us think that the Kiddushin was done with one set of Adim? Maybe that case was also like the case that we're saying is in Gittin, where you had one set of Adim saying it was Karv Lo, one set of Adim was Karv La. So it says the Gemara, Guess what? They should dismiss both Adim if there was two sets of Adim for the Kiddushin, and keep the chazaka that she wasn't married. They should just say yibum, right? That there's no tzara here. Well, the Gemara can't believe this. Are you kidding me, man? Are you for real, man? Are you telling me that you're going to have mamish two edim, legit, saying that this star kiddushin or this kesef landed closer to her and you're going to totally throw, disregard that? So the truth is, when we have a case of tray u tray, two Adim saying each thing, halachically, as far as Bezdin and Makas and Sanhedrin and all those things are concerned, we are going to throw them out. But guess what? It's still enough of an issue, you would think, to at least require chalitza. You're going to say that, she, that the tsar could just do yibum when you have these two guys that are totally vetted and legit saying that there was kiddushin of an erva? Says the Gemara, v'su, b'shtei ki te'idim nami sfei Right? And so, we say that, yeah, we're going to have to go back and say 
the, the following, that when you have a tray, you tray, oki tray, levahadi tray, we're going to have to go back to this idea of chazaka. Leave the, right, once you kick them both out, then in fact we do say that there's a chazaka. And let me give you an example. There was a case, okay, the bar shatya was what? A guy that was in and out of, this we're going to see in, in Ksuvus, uh, God willing, next Masechta, in and out of lucidity. Okay, sometimes he knew what was going on, sometimes he didn't. And so now every one of his actions, we needed to say, like, what is he in his right mind? Right, the Varshatya Zabin Nichse, right, one time Varshatya sold his property. Sold his, Chalim Zabin. Yeah, uh, two Adam came and said, yeah, he was lucid when he did that. Another case, a set of Adam came and said at that very sale, he was totally out of his gourd. He had no clue what he was doing. So certainly the sale should be inval- invalid. These are the kinds of things rabbis have to deal with. Well, how do you even decide in such a case? He said, guess what? We're taking these two Adam as we turn to Lamed Aleph from the base, and you say, Take, kick out the two Adam, leave the land in the possession of Barshatya, which is what we call a cheskas marakama. In other words, he has, Bechazaka is, he's living and sitting in his house, let him keep his property, even though we have two Adam that say that he sold it in his right mind. Well, we have two Adam say he did he sold it not in his right mind. And therefore, you take Trey or Trey, and the power of Trey or Trey is indeed uh, powerful. I mean, you have two Adam and they're legitimate, but you kick them both out. That is a classic example of Trey or Trey. It's as if nobody gave Adis, even though somebody sure did. But the counterbalancing Adis, we know, makes it as if the uh, neither Adis ever existed. Okay? So once you say that neither Adis ever existed, <laughs> Abaye was defiant. He said, I don't understand. You have Adim del Raisa saying over here legitimately that there was a Kiddushin. But we say, yeah, it's Trey or Trey. Rabbi answers, okay. So it can't be, and therefore, uh, since it's Trey or Trey, you're going to go with Chazaka, that she was not married. And then you're going to, because she was not married, you're going to give a Chalitza. Ela Amar Abaye, Yagid Alavreo, this is a Pasuk in Eov, that says one case it reflects on the other. Right? It, it literally means his friend will tell him. But these are the two cases. Tana B'Kiddushin V'Huadin L'Gerishin, Tana B'Gerishin V'Huadin L'Kiddushin. Abaye still wants to do what? Say that the, that the Kiddushin and the Gershin in our Mishnah are teaching on the same uh, case. Wow. Wait a minute. So what does that mean? That means if he threw it and it was questionable, it would be, the same case should be true for, like, not like our Mishnah. So I'm like, Rabbi, Well, our Mishnah said, uh, If you are really reading into our Mishnah that a case of Gershin is the same as the case of Kiddushin. And if we have a suffix, whether it landed Karv Lo, Karv La, we're going to give Chalitza, well, that certainly does not seem to be the implication of our Mishnah. Our Mishnah said, Zehu, that these are the cases of suffix, which clearly implied, which was the first question of Gemara, that the case of suffix, Karv Lo, suffix, Karv La, is not going to be a case of Chalitza. Gemara answers, Elam, Arava, Kol Sheyesh B'Kiddushin, Yesh B'Gerishin, V'Yesh B'Gerishin, Masha'ein B'Kiddushin. Now, that any case that's considered questionable with Kiddushin will be considered questionable for divorce. That's true. In other words, if you had some sort of shtar that was questionable with Kiddushin, just, that would be a suffix, just like the shtaras uh, of the cases of the Gittin. However, However, that which is not 
it, when you have something in a divorce which is not questionable uh, with Kiddushin, the Zehu by the Gershin is Lav Davka. Why are we using the word Zehu? Zehu is throwing us off. Sometimes you see this. We're keeping the language uniform. We're saying Zehu Kiddushin and Zehu Bagershin, flipping the mission upside down and saying, what is the Zehu of Kiddushin? Trying to exclude the Zehu Kiddushin, the Mutei Ma'ayas Lamar, the Mutei Zman, the Lake of Kiddushin. Ah, turning it everything upside down. Suffolk Kar of Law, Suffolk Kar of Law will in fact be considered as a Suffolk with Chalitza, but the case of Kiddushin, why does it say Zehu? To Lebimimait, a case where there was not Zman. Uh, when there's no Zman, right, it's not required in the Kiddushin, and therefore that. Document without a date, you don't need, and it's not going to be considered a suffix. We're going to say that that kiddushin is in fact valid, which launches us off on a clearly seder nashim issue, not having to do with yavamas. So let's enjoy three minutes of non-yavamas talk. You ready? Says the Mishnah. Right? How did we get here? Because we said we turned the Mishnah upside down. We said the zehu is a red heron. When we say zehu, don't. Don't think that that means that the case of Gershon is Safikar of Lo, Safikar of Lo would not be Chalitza. It would. The case of Kiddushin is just trying to exclude. That would also be Safik. It's including a case of Zman. Why? Because you don't need Zman in Kiddushin. That's not a, a Yibum Chalitza Safik issue. It's a Kiddushin issue. Says the Gemara. Why don't you have Zman in Kiddushin? Why does a get require a timestamp, whereas a Right, star kiddushin not require a timestamp. Says the Gemara. Well, there's two reasons why we said in Gidden why you need a timestamp. One is because, F, as you know, as you might know, a husband is entitled to the payros, right, to the uh, dividends. We'll say that comes out of his wife's property so long as they're married, right. But once there's a get. So then he's no longer entitled to it. So he can mess around with the date on the get, say, oh yeah, yeah, I gave that, that, that get later. And therefore, you know, cash in on all the dividends in the interim. So that's one reason we ask for a timestamp on a get. Arusa Lesla Peire. So, so, Lamanda Rishum Peire, we can see that he can illegally profit from the fruit. However, Arusa Lesla Peire. What about a woman who's in Arusa, right? She can have. Peros, meaning the Kiddushin, the date wouldn't matter because the Peros, the dividends only come into effect with Nisuin, not with Kiddushin. However, right, if the question is Basakosa, Litzkin's man. In other words, like this Kiddushin doesn't entitle the husband to dividends. So, therefore, for that, again, the reason why we say Gitin is needs a timestamp is one of two reasons. Either to, because he's going to post-date it in order to be entitled to the di- dividends longer, or because of Basachoso. Basachoso means that his wife, who's really his niece also, was suspected of adultery. It's a terrible thing. But he feels bad for her because he's his niece, so he predates the get to make it such that she was already divorced at the time of the quote-unquote adultery, and therefore she's released. For, we don't burn her at the stake, okay? Those are the two reasons why we would timestamp a Gittin. Well, the second reason applies to Kiddushin also, right? If you timestamp a Kiddushin, then you know that he was married at the time of the adultery. But it does not apply to Peros, because dividends are only something that you're entitled to, not at the moment of Kiddushin, but at the moment of 
Nisuin. So the timestamp of the Kiddushin with respect to dividend wouldn't matter. You could say, yeah, we got Kiddushin a long time ago, but the Nisuin was way later. And therefore, she would not have been entitled to the payrolls. So the Gemara ends up saying, So we got to the middle of Laman Alphon Bey's basically saying, yeah, with Kiddushin, you don't have that Zman to Rabbanon because you could marry her in other manners as well. And therefore, we are not going to be concerned because whatever we're going to be talking will not be uniform for every manner of Kiddushin.